0: What's up, good people? Welcome back to Love & Grit. I'm Laia. I'm Justin. And I'm Rachel. And today's show will break down how two dope women are serving this Philly community in vastly different ways. Here's a hint. One involves beer. We will speak to Maria Gonzalez, who has the small task of managing $100 million of commercial and housing development. And we talked to Tess Hart, who has the only beer brewery in the state that is officially for the community. What does that even mean? Stay tuned. But first, they round the Philly faves in today's time.
1: What neighborhood do you want to check out in Philly right now?
2: I'm going to cheat and say a neighborhood that I was just in over the weekend with the family. And that is Mount Airy. The name says it all. It's 20 minutes from center city. They have an amazing arts festival Mm. that we like to attend. They have several shops and restaurants, sheet galleries, definitely an artist's neighborhood. They have the arts garage there. So if you're looking for studio space, if you're a photographer or painter, You know, whatever type of median, definitely a great neighborhood. And the name says it all Mount Airy. Mount Airy.
0: All right. Well, (laughs) since you went as broad as Mount Airy, I'm going to go as broad. Keep it funky with South Philly because it is bikeable. How do I know? Many a days I have ridden my bike from the club to the grocery store. Also, because... (laughs) Wait
2: wait. (laughs) a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You have heels on and... Like, what do you mean the club?
0: Well, first of all, it's Philly, so you don't have to wear heels to the club.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You don't wear stilettles?
0: I mean, it depends on the occasion, but like when I'm going dancing, you know, Rachel, we wear sneaks. Um, You know, we the sneaker city. Okay. As big as South Philly is, I mean, from Passion Square to the water to Spruce Street, like whatever you want, you got. So, in the Naval um, Yard,
1: people love riding in the Naval Yard. She
0: is riding
1: her
2: bike to the club. Yeah, I thought you'd be.
1: You know, Ubers are so expensive. I
2: may start doing that. It's Philly, like, it's a bike town. It's definitely a bike town, but I'm just like, okay. All right, so the like, what so happens if you meet someone? Is it like a double bike situation? Like, how, well, how, how do cute we is do that?
0: that? You know, I've totally done a double bike situation and did the whole parkway and then rested at the fountain. Did I, like, you? I'm, I'm,
2: I'm you for a did, beer in East it.
0: Falls. What now? I'm promoting East Falls. What sorry, I hope that wasn't yours, Justin. Oh you, oh, you got two neighborhoods in one. Oh. Damn. <laughs> Justin, um,
1: what's your neighborhood? So, I'm gonna go Fish Fishtown. <laughs> I went there for dinner this week. It's not one of my usual neighborhood haunts, but the food is just. Incredible. And the restaurant scene there is so red hot right now. It's amazing to just walk around there and see all the people with families and dogs and all the development. I really hadn't been that way in a while. And Fishtown is really not what it was like when I was a kid.
2: So, are you like riding your bike there? Because we know we're a walkable city and obviously you can, you know, bike are you around those shade shades. I'm, just... I'm not. Shade, I just need to know if I'm out of the mix. Like, do I it, forget the road trips that we're planning? You, you know, maybe we do a
1: bike road trip. Yo, I've <laughs> always wanted a
0: bicycle gang. Please don't
1: tease me like this. Like, I'm so a Bicycle gang is a yes. good idea.
2: We have one growing <laughs> We outside, we outside. I'm yeah, sorry. that's like, all my, we did was ride our daughter, bikes. So not- my yeah. sister's still scarred for the type of helmet she had at the time, but that's a whole nother story. Oh, I was
1: a pre <laughs> That means you're young, Rachel. Yeah, I'm putting helmets because nobody had any problem with me riding without anything
2: wait you guys wear helmets now though right we got to get this show started oh just oh oh. ryan don't listen to this right guy do not listen to auntie laia you wear your helmet
0: Okay, so you know we here at Love & Grit love a Philly first, and we are proud to say that Tess Hart and her husband Bill's Triple Bottom Brewery are the first official mission-driven brewery in the state to cement its relationship with community outreach. Have you seen the fridge outside with the free food? Thank you. Not to mention their super brewmaster, Kyle, who continues to come up with innovative ways to appease your palate. As their mission continues to put people, planet, and profit on equal footing, ours is to ask how and why.
1: So, Tess, you're in prison right now.
3: (laughs) I am at Eastern State Penitentiary, which, yes, it was a prison. And now it's this amazing museum about the history of incarceration. And we have been working and learning from Eastern State for several years because we have similar missions to create job opportunities for folks who may otherwise be excluded from the mainstream economy. And they invited us this summer to launch a beer garden, a fair chance beer garden inside in one of their beautiful courtyards to sort of help bring to life what re-entry can look like. We are one of the businesses that creates stable and secure employment for folks coming home from incarceration. And we're going to be running three different bars inside the penitentiary.
1: People are familiar that in the years past, it's been a huge attraction for yeah. Halloween tours, but they've shifted a little bit this year.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think they sort of took the pandemic as an opportunity to reset and think about what could they do that might appeal to even more folks. Like not everyone wants to be terrified out of their minds. I don't really, I'm not really into that. (laughs) So they still have haunted houses, but they also have our different bars. They have a lot of performances, dance shows, singing. They have a place where you can roast
4: s'mores. I love it. (laughs) Definitely
3: Instagram, sort of where to find the most up-to-date information on all of the stuff that we've got going on at the Tap Room, at Eastern State, in the community, lots of new beers. We are at Triple Bottom Brewing. So
2: we know that Philly is definitely for beer lovers. You know, you have all of these great breweries throughout the region. How do you know if a place is like the real deal? Like, can you tell us a little bit how that normally works?
3: You know, everyone has really different tastes. So I would say that Philly has just a tremendous beer scene. There's so many great breweries here and we're lucky that we have a great community that like really loves to try new things and holds people to high standards. Also like Philly Mm. customers know what's up. You guys
1: are a B Corp. How hard is it to be in business and do well for others?
3: Yeah. And we specifically decided like we wanted to be a for profit business. We've seen other models like this that are nonprofit, but we wanted to really demonstrate that a business can make these choices and maybe even be stronger than ever. Certainly, the pandemic threw a wrench into that plan. We opened six months before. And so it changed everything for us, but we remained true to our commitment to pay a living wage to everyone on our team, which is not industry standard. You know, industry standard is 283 plus tips. And so that's something that we really hope changes. Yeah, that all played into us having this amazing process where we got the B Corp certification. A B Corp is a business that meets the highest verified standards of social and environmental impact. So how you're treating your employees, your customers, your community, how you're sourcing everything, how you're dealing with waste. So it's a really hard to get and a really long and fascinating process that really like scoured Mm. every part of our business model. And we emerged on the other side with the certification and also lots of new goals and lessons from things that we weren't doing yet that we want to start to implement. Like I mentioned, that commitment to paying at least $15 an hour. Mm -hmm. The way that we do it is everyone starts at at least $10 an hour. Like our bartenders start at $10 an hour plus tips. People don't Um, understand. That's a
0: big deal. Huge, huge, huge.
3: Yeah. That's like more than three times industry normal, which is mind blowing. But in itself, our base wage isn't that living wage, but if tips are slow, we make up the difference. And that's a pledge that we've made to our team and always kept, but we hadn't encapsulated that in our handbook. And so one Mm -hmm. of the things that we did through the B-Corp process was actually put that on paper and make that our official pledge to folks.
0: Does that make it harder to be a business owner in a way? I ask because it sounds like this B-Corp process is a process that makes you truly accountable as a business in the community, which also messes with your profits in a way. So I'm curious, like, without being in your pockets, test. You, <laughs>
2: She's so almost, nosy. Go ahead and ask, Like I am nosy because I'm like, you're almost living like the
0: folks that work for you, basically. Meaning that you're not a super rich individual. Off of, no. Is it hard to make a large profit being a B Corp?
3: I don't think necessarily. I think it means right. that the profit means more because you know you've earned it in a way that is fair and just and, and socially um. responsible. It is tough right now, obviously, with the pandemic, our whole business model was taproom sales. We didn't distribute. We didn't have anything in cans. And so that fell away in a single day and we're slowly rebuilding that. But we know a brewery is a relatively high margin Business and which is why we could make this commitment, why we chose to operate in this way. And those margins over the last year and a half have dwindled and dwindled. And so, yeah, there's definitely weeks where it's like, well, I'm not getting paid this week, but everyone else is going to get paid this week. Our team is incredible and we're fortunate in being able to hire even more team members in this time when everyone's talking about labor shortages. Our team is in a pretty strong place. Most people
1: cannot say that
3: at all, especially when you're paying them three times more. Like, what? Right. And I think there's a reason. Reason, right? There's a mistrust in our industry for valid reasons. I mean, there's a lot of folks doing the right thing in our industry too, but there's also this mm-hmm. mistrust and the way we've built Triple Bottom, that hasn't really stuck to us. And so we've been able to bring team members back. And so, yes, we're still clawing back, but I think long-term, this is a recipe for more profitability. One of the
2: things that we say at Visit Philadelphia is that collaboration fuels momentum. So can we talk about some of the partnerships you have and how you go about selecting who you wanna partner with and what that means for the community at large?
3: Absolutely. We have some amazing partners. And so when we were building Triple Bottom and studying sort of all of these, they're called like workforce development models of bringing people back into the workforce for the first time, we decided our role was going to be a really like educated, supported employer. We all took trainings on trauma-informed care, our space is trauma-informed, our policies are, but there's only so much that we can do as we're running the business. And so we rely on folks who have more expertise to provide any additional supports that our team members might need and to introduce us to those team members in the first place. And so we work with the amazing Project Home and the Mm -hmm. Mural Arts Restorative Justice Mm -hmm. Program and the Youth Sentencing and Reentry Project. They are the three organizations that we go to when we have a job opening. And they can send people our way to interview. And then, if there's something going on in the lives of one of our team members that we might need a little extra support on, or they might need a little extra support on, that ecosystem is one that we can tap into. And there's already trust there, right? There's this existing relationship. Mm -hmm. What was the term you used? Test the trauma, trauma informed.
0: Trauma informed. I'm yeah. feeling like this is a new term that's being introduced into the human resources world in that way. I'm like, that's dope. Most employers don't even have that vocabulary to yeah. be able to care about something like that.
3: I mean, we've all got trauma in our lives, right? Sure. Like that's just part yeah. of being yeah. human. But so- we're just
0: discovering the word connection to our lives. Yes. Like understand yes. it in these yes. last 10 years,
1: there wasn't a word for what that was. For sure. You would be called dramatic if you said the word trauma before. Yes, that's yeah.
3: true. Yes, that's so yes. true, yes. true. I love that that's changing. We do too. Yeah. But that you
1: can talk. Talk about that with your team at work is unbelievable because most people can't even have that conversation at home with their families. I'm jealous. I'm like, I'm jealous for the
0: jobs that I had before that didn't allow such things. Like it's beautiful. It really is, Tess.
3: Thanks. Our partners really helped educate us every step of the way. So we're really lucky. There's so many brilliant experts in Philly that helped shape who we are as Triple Bottom. And that's been amazing.
1: How did the Philly ecosystem help?
3: So I grew up outside of Philly. I was away for a while, but I knew with this idea, like I wanted to come home to Philly and when I first started having conversations with people about this idea, I was so ready to have people poke holes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think every conversation was just like, yes, and how can I help? And it just led to all of these, you know, whether it was the brewing industry or social service organizations, we went to both sides to learn because they were equally important in how we were building our business. And each conversation led to more introductions and to more ongoing relationships that informed the decisions that we made. I'm curious if businesses like yours, which are becoming more popular in the sense of
0: hiring people who are formerly incarcerated, you know, we talked to Down North Pizza and things of that nature, but you have figured out something with this B Corps. I'm curious if you guys have a space now where you're kind of in a mentor space to some of these other businesses and organizations that are like you.
3: Yeah, I think we are are finding each other. We know down north, we actually are working with them here at Eastern State. That's um, awesome. Yeah, everyone should come. I just mean, the to pizza, have your honestly. beer and their pizza. Such a good combo. <laughs> There's this great company called Grant Boulevard, which is in West Philly that yes, also works we have on that on the show. show. This is what I'm saying. Yes, Tess. Yeah. So like Kimberly, Kimberly and I will have lunch a lot and we'll just hash through all of these things that are going on. And so informally, yes, this network is building okay. and it's so fantastic.
1: That's great. That was a great question, my because that's what's so important. Like if you can't sustain things, you can put all the effort in the world to it. But if it's not sustainable, it's really a waste of time. Yeah. Because so much effort and money goes into it. For sure.
3: And I think that gets to sort of how we approach our whole business is, yes, we are motivated by this mission and by this amazing community of Philly. And we know that in order to continue uplifting it in the way that we want to, we also have to put out the best product that we can because that's where we're getting the revenues to support everything else. And so it all has to continue to keep getting better and better and staying on our A game on all fronts so that everything that we want to achieve can continue.
2: To close us out, I want to ask the question that we like to ask all of
3: our guests. What does love and grit mean to you? I love that Philly is known as this gritty city. I think it is gritty because of the love that people have for it and people's willingness to work to make it better. There's a real honesty and integrity that comes with those two words for me of how people show up for each other every day. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't believe wholeheartedly in the mission. And then that's the thing that got me through the pandemic was the love for my team and for what we're trying to do together. And that powered I think the grit that it took all of us to get through this really tough time. So I think they go hand in hand every step of the way.
2: Okay, Purr's new fire potato chips and cheese curls. They are spicy. They're hottest snacks yet, hold on. Whew. But you know, it's not just heat. There's some nice sweet and savory stuff going on too. Ooh, there's that heat again. It burns, but it burns so tasty. Ooh, that's hot. Find Her's Fire Snacks at your store today. Whew, taste the flavor, feel the heat, break out the Her's. (laughs)
0: When it comes to the revitalization and development of the Hispanic communities in Philly, Maria Gonzalez has the keys. As president of the Hispanic Association of Contractors and Enterprises, Maria Gonzalez heads ASE Developments team managing over $100 million of commercial and housing development projects. I just like to say a hundred million, anyway, So who better to talk to about all the newness and history of these neighborhoods? Nobody.
1: During Hispanic Heritage Month, people learn so much more. And I feel like over the past few years, it's come more into the national conversation. What do you think about Hispanic Heritage Month and what does it mean to you?
4: I think it's an opportunity for us to celebrate and also to share with others that are not Latinos about All the contributions that Latinos have made and also to celebrate the richness of our culture, the music, the dancing, the food, I think that we have so much to contribute in our communities. And I think it's a good way for us to embrace other cultures and for other cultures to embrace us as well and really to learn to celebrate along with us how we can add to the dynamics and the diversity of communities. We should
0: just reiterate that we are talking to like the woman because you actually have input on a lot of money that goes into the Hispanic community and building and developing. And you must be really proud because even though this project of revitalization of the Fifth Street area seems to have started a while ago, it seems like it's now really popping. Am I right in saying that?
4: Yes, ASE has been working since 1982 and redeveloping the area and really making sure that we highlight the richness of our culture and also to create a community that attracts a diverse group of people incomes and demographics as well. Adding diversity is also very important. So we have been working for so long and creating more affordable housing, revitalizing our commercial corridor, which is really the backbone of our community and that it creates jobs, and also business opportunity for small businesses to locate there and really add and contribute to the economy of our neighborhood. So we're very proud of what we have accomplished. Of course, there's more that needs to be done, but I think that we've come a long way. And I think for us, there's an urgency to make sure that we provide opportunities for people from our neighborhood because there are gentrification forces that are coming into our neighborhood. And it's great to diversify, but we want to make sure that those people That have been here for a long time also benefit.
0: My favorite sentence about gentrification we're hoping that the people that have been here benefit off of some of those things.
4: Yes. Right.
0: How do
1: you do that? Where does the rubber meet the road on that?
4: So I think what needs to happen is that we have to create um, opportunities. For example, in the rental market, we have created a lot of affordable rental housing for families and senior citizens in the neighborhood. So we've created that space and we will maintain those developments available for rental for low income families. That is our mission and we'll maintain that as it relates to home ownership, we have worked with our partners in the land bank and also the Philadelphia Housing Authority to get land to build homeownership housing. This is strictly for people that are low income. We developed a community land trust so that we have a mechanism to maintain it affordable. Of course, we can't control it all, but by making sure that a percentage of the neighborhood maintains affordable, we will be able to balance when gentrification forces come in to our neighborhoods.
0: Give us an idea how much land we're talking. People don't really understand when you say that area. I mean, so many names, Fairhill, El Centro, De de, 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 Oro.
4: Our neighborhood that we serve is about two square miles, Fairhill and St. Hugh, Huntingdon all the way to Glenwood from 6 to B. As it relates to land that was donated to us, we have close to 100 parcels dispersed throughout the whole neighborhood. It gives us the ability to really create this impact and sustainability in the community. So it's not all concentrated in one area. Are you from Philadelphia? I am originally from Puerto Rico, but I came here when I was 10 years old. So I've been here a very long time. From so Philly, yeah. Myself a Philadelphian. <laughs> Talk
1: <laughs> yeah. about the change in that neighborhood.
4: It has changed a lot. For example, when I started doing this work, I would say about 20 years ago, properties were going, mm. we can barely sell them for $30,000. And now they're going for $175,000. But recently there has been a trend of, of course, we have Kensington, we have Fishtown and other mm-hmm. south of us. So you see that those areas have gentrified. So you see more of development coming north to our section. We're seeing those property values go up, which is scary. And we've seen a transition that happens more quickly. Of course, it takes a long time for gentrification. I raised my family in South Kensington, closer to actually second in Girard. And it took about 20 years for all that to be developed from where it was to where it is now. Right. Right. I remember when taxi cabs would not come into our neighborhood.
1: Right. Now you can't keep the Ubers and lifts out.
4: Yes. And the nightlife and everything that's happening. So it's exciting. And that's great but we want to make sure that our community also benefits as well.
0: I had no idea. There were even districts, right? Like there's a music area that I didn't even know about where you can buy music
4: of the diaspora. Centro Musical has been in the neighborhood for many, many years, and they sell all types of Latin music. Of course, you have the salsa merengue, where the traditional Puerto Rican families enjoy. And then you have in another corridor on Front Street, you have more Dominican Republic concentration of folks, they love the bachata. So you see where different parts of the neighborhood, they celebrate almost the same sound, but different styles of music. And of course, you can't leave Latin pop out. Luis Fonsi, you know, Despacito, right?
0: Who doesn't? No, I'm not going to do that. It was close. I I took French Maria. I don't feel very confident when I speak Spanish. Excuse me. I'm working on it.
2: (laughs) But you're coming from a place of love, like... Uh, All day. Can we also just give a plug for your website for listeners and folks that could benefit for some of the services that your organization
4: provides as well? Yes. Our website is ace, c-d-c.org.
0: Maria, before you go, just tell everybody one thing they have to see in the area. Like the one thing that you've done is you're so proud of. You're like, you got to see this.
4: So I would say is my most recent affordable housing development for seniors. It's located at 2935 North 2nd Street, and it has been transformative. And I'm so proud of it because we were able to have art installations inside the building and outside through a sculpture to really celebrate our heritage.
1: Don't forget, Dine Latino Restaurant Week is October 11th to the 15th, If you missed it a couple months ago, this is a great chance to take advantage of it. I'm getting hungry already, guys. Yes, maduros, tostones. I want them all
0: sweet, salty. You know I love a good margarita. Like, that's on the menu. Listen, Rachel, we talking about Dying Latino Week. We're going to get some margaritas. We're going to get some caparinas, We're going to get some pisco sours. I'm talking liquor from every country.
1: (laughs) All right, I'm in.